1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Box School Breakdown for Thursday, the 7th of January. I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can find me at, at Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. I've got my partner, of course, my better half, as he likes to call himself, is Scotty Harland. He is the Harland uh, 23 on Twitter. He's not here today. I'm in charge. I'm running the show. And I can tell you what, I am in a very good mood because LaMarcus Aldridge, you can probably tell by the tone of my voice, is going off like a frog in a sock. Shout out. and that has made my day because in the Roto League where I compete against uh, a lot of uh, experts in fantasy including my guest today Brent the middleman I need LMA to go off mate I'm so glad that you're here on a day where I am
2: absolutely delighted with life. Well I'm glad you're happy because uh, I'm sitting currently in 10th in that uh, experts league so my reputation is on the line these guys better start picking it up
1: yeah i mean it's a bit is it weird for me to ask advice from you um if i'm sitting in uh, third place uh,
2: you know i think if we're separated by four or five places in the standings then it's totally cool because it's like i'm not even in the league at this point
1: yes indeed so now you are on <laughs> you on twitter are brent middleman is that correct
2: yes sir yep
1: and one of the th- one of the things that you've been doing a lot of is uh, in Discord. Tell us a little bit about what you do in the Discord and how that relates to um to Hoopball Premium.
2: Yeah, for for anyone who's in Ho- Hoopball Premium can get a, an automatic invite into the Discord where we have man, I think we're up to like we have like 12 to 15 different channels talking all about hoops. We got trade advice, uh, dynasty league stuff, just general NBA talk. We have uh, DFS and and betting channels. I mean, it's, uh, it's super fun, really interactive. I mean, I'm on there all day long, just talking to people, answering questions, getting my questions answered. Uh, you know, it's, it's probably the most fun I've had doing fantasy sports in a long time.
1: Yeah, it really is awesome, and I can be honest with everybody and say Brent is one of the reasons that makes it awesome. Um, it's the experts uh, from HoopBall who are over there. You get one-on-one advice. It's just really great stuff, and that's a good way for me to segue into a little bit of promo for you. Do not skip through this. Uh, the fantasy draft season is over, and you've got Brewski 150 your way to a hell of a team, hopefully, as I did in some of my leagues, but uh, sadly not all of them. Uh but the season has really only just begun. We're only a couple of weeks in. The Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at $4.99 a month, only $4.99. And uh, there's zero commitment. You can sign up for one month for 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But you know what? We know you will love it. Uh, it's always nice to have that option, though, of course. Uh, Money-back guarantee. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year long. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedules, and streaming charts, that's hard to say. Pickups, drops. Our newest and coolest feature, which Brent and I were just talking about, is the HoopBall Discord server. That's a little bit like Slack, if you're not familiar with Discord, um, different channels and things as we talked about. You can hang out with all the HoopBall pros, get one-on-one help, so do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. We are here to talk about NBA games and let's start with the Cleveland Cavaliers up against the Memphis Grizzlies and the Cavaliers won out winners 94 points to 90. Uh, For the Cavaliers, a man who I streamed and has gone seven for 32 over two days, but he fills up other categories was Chetty Osman. He had 16 points, five rebounds, seven assists, one steal. He had four three-pointers, but he was that little bit putrid six for 19 from the field Have I done all right streaming him? Uh, Can I, should I hold him,
2: Brent? You know, I mean, as long as they're being ravaged by injuries, I say he's a definite hold. Be ready to, you know, stomach a poor shooting percentage once in a while. Sometimes he gets hot and it's not too bad, but those ancillary stats are are pretty tasty.
1: They are, aren't they? Seven assists, um, you know, from a streamer, because that's what he is basically, isn't he? So seven assists, he's got a steal for you. uh, And those four threes are beautiful. Another beautiful man is Larry Nance Jr. He had 18 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 4 three-pointers. He's another stat stuffer, isn't he?
2: For sure. I mean, the lack of blocks is a little disappointing, but you're never going to argue with 3 steals. <laughs> that's a category that's really hard to build up stats in and and Nance picks him up uh, you know, by the ton. So hopefully uh, you know, Love stays out a little bit longer if you're a Nance owner cuz he's he's cleaning up
1: Uh, Andre Drummond had 22 points, 15 rebounds. He is a monster on the boards, isn't he? Uh, Good luck to anyone from his team trying to grab them though uh, because the next best was only five. Uh, He had uh, three assists and two steals. He was nine for 20 from the field and obviously he's returning similar value to where he was drafted. Isaac Okoro uh, had 39 minutes. Uh, The usage wasn't off the charts. He had eight points on nine shots. Uh, but he did have two rebounds two assists a steal and two blocks uh, is he someone worth considering streaming
2: yeah i really think so i mean as long as sexton and garland are out uh okoro is going to be huge he hasn't even um when they were in his usage wasn't big so i wouldn't expect a ton of usage it looks like Osman has absorbed all of that but, you know, the defensive stats are there for Coro, and he's not going to hurt you with percentages and, and he's going to pick up some assists. So, so I'd say yes.
1: All right. Beautiful stuff. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, they're another team that's been ravaged by injury, at least uh, to their star player. Let's just say that uh, with Jar being out, of course. Uh, for them, Jonas Valanciunas had 17 points, 10 rebounds, three assists one steal and two blocks. He is just rock solid in his 27 minutes. Brandon Clark, now he's someone we should stop and talk about. He had 14 points, nine rebounds, two assists, seven for 11 field goal percentages, like you know, his top uh, contributor probably in fantasy. Now he's somebody who is, I think he's ranked like 250th or something right now, isn't he? He's been disappointing, but is he somebody that we've done well to hold on to? Because I've got him in, probably four or five leagues out of my 15, 16 leagues. And I have not dropped him anywhere.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're happy that you didn't after a game like this, but he's one of those guys along with Marvin Bagley. I think Clark and Bagley were probably two of the most hyped guys preseason who have just been a huge letdown, but Bagley came through with a big game. Now Clark is, is putting up the numbers we expected him to. The problem is, you know, Memphis is dealing with those injuries as well, and they're going to start getting guys back and Clark. Clark wasn't really filling it up at the beginning of the year when he had you know his, all the minutes too but he is in the starting lineup so you know he's definitely a streamer option uh if you if you have that choice but uh man i don't know if he had a couple more stinkers I, i'd be looking at the waiver wire yeah it's it's that bad is it I think so. I mean, the talent's there, but uh, I just, you know, and it's a really small sample size, so it's hard to say. But I know a lot of people, uh, you know, spent a decent draft pick to get Clark and definitely a letdown at this point. So I don't know how much more patient I could be with him.
1: So potentially he's someone to try and include in a a trade like in a two for two or a three for three I did a deal actually in my dynasty league where I traded away him and uh, Marvin Bagley in the same deal that deal had not even processed when Bagley had his game yesterday so I I think I got Harden and Drew Holiday and Kyle Lowry and somebody else in return for Giannis and Clark and uh, Bagley does that sound like I did right if I'm if I'm moving into a win now mode
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, Bagley did have a big game. So the guy who made the trade with you probably thinking he, he got a good deal, but uh, I, I don't know if he can keep that up. I, he just, that's that's the anomaly at this point in the season, same with Clark's good games. So I think if you can package Clark or package Bagley just off name value or, or ride that hype, that preseason hype still, I would definitely be uh, looking to do that. It's it's kind of hard to drop either guy right now because they do have that potential uh, but if you're starting to get frustrated, a trade is the way to go.
1: And that is the difficult thing. Like Obviously, in Dynasty, it's easier to to make that trade, whereas in Redraft, it's a, you're struggling, aren't you? Because if someone's 250 or 300th on the season, and we know that Triple J is coming back, uh, it's probably going to be hard to get anything back in a trade unless you can package him with someone else, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're not going to get equal value back uh, you, unless you have someone in your league who, like I said, is... is bought into the hype on Mm -hmm. those guys um you know so you can try offering them around and see what people say but you're right Uh, but they do make nice uh you know it's a nice name to see next to you know a more tradable asset uh so i think i think what you did was the right approach
1: nice uh tyus jones uh who's filling in for jar and starting at point guard he had nine points four rebounds six assists doesn't really get many points does he but uh those assists are decent
2: Yeah, both him and Melton uh, are kind of the same. You know, you're going to get good point guard stats. You're not going to get a ton of scoring. Melton can get a little bit hot and hit threes. Jones isn't such a good shooter. Uh, It's really more about the steals and stuff with Jones, but he just did not have any tonight, which is a big disappointment for owners uh, where Melton came through with, uh, with three. So, you know, they, those guys are splitting time right now. And, and you know, their t- their days are numbered with Morant coming back and they'll probably split time coming off the bench. So if you can stream either one right now, I think it's a good move. But, uh, you know, keep in mind that's going to be short term.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, anything else in Memphis that's interesting? Probably Kyle Anderson. He's probably been the best long stream in, in fantasy so far this season. He had 10 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, only 4 for 12 from the field. Is he someone you picked up anywhere? I think I've got one of him myself.
2: Yeah, I picked him up in a few places. I, I think I, I've always been a big fan. He, when he was healthy in San Antonio, he was top 75, uh, you know, for the all-around stats that he can provide. He's just struggled with injuries the last bunch of years, and he finally looks healthy again, and he's right back to that form. Um, obviously, Winslow comes back, and, and Jaron Jackson, uh, you know, it could be a little bit of a different story, but I think he's going to be end up being one of those guys we talk about at the end of the year as, as one of those top waiver wire pickups. So, uh, if he's still hanging out there in any of your leagues, I recommend grabbing him because he uh, he he puts a, he doesn't rely on scoring. He puts up other stats, which should still be there when these guys come back. Mm.
1: Our second game of the evening is one that we're getting breaking news about right now as we speak. And by the time you listen to this, it might not be breaking news anymore, but we're finding out that Seth Curry missed the game tonight for the Philadelphia 76ers against the Brooklyn Nets. He had a positive uh, coronavirus test. And as we speak, uh, Philadelphia are, st- they've stopped in New York. They're getting tested and tracing is going on. God, this is a mess, isn't it, Brent?
2: Yeah, I mean, this this is the if you have fantasy guys on Philadelphia, this is the last thing you want to hear. Uh, Seth Curry's been playing really well, too, for them. Uh, it did open up a, a chance for Shake Milton, though, to step up so we can maybe talk about him in a minute. But yeah, the, the everybody's watching the news after every game, wondering if their team's going to pop up uh, on this COVID list with their players
1: now that is where i'll start today firstly of course the uh it was a bit of an upset too with brooklyn winning 122 to 109 yeah. uh that was was probably one that, i don't know, just it's funny like seeing the line before the game i remember seeing someone saying well it's only four point line in favor of philadelphia that looks like one to get on because <laughs> they're going to stuff brooklyn and then you know have a look at this it's a pretty pretty amazing turnaround i don't you know yeah.
2: that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always amazes me these line makers and their ability to 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 be like, oh, Karis Levert's going to blow up, and they're going to be fine, or you know, they <laughs> I don't know, uh, but yeah, good call.
1: I think, I, I guess, maybe some of some of it to his matchups, and also, didn't Philadelphia play yesterday? I think was it back to back, wasn't it? Um,
2: back to backs are a big deal, yeah. yeah and, and and Brooklyn was home, so you know, all those things factor in. But when you're missing Kyrie and KD, that's you know, that's a big part of what they do.
1: Maybe we should start with Shake. I and mean, God, this is a weird one, isn't it? God, what a weird time we live in. Because on the one hand, I'm like. Uh, this is probably horrible to say this part of me, I'm going, Oh, I don't have any Seth Curry. I just stream shake Milton today in that roto league. He didn't get coronavirus. And he had, Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy. But then on the other hand, how can I be happy? <laughs> he, because maybe the whole, team, it off. maybe the whole, maybe the whole team is going to be like, not be able to play for a bit as well. But, uh, Shake Milton had 24 points. He had seven assists. Uh, he had just one rebound. Doesn't really get many rebounds. Eight for 13 from the field efficient, which he's not always. And he hit one of his four three points, but he was seven for seven from the foul line, which is tasty. Now he's obviously a streaming option while Seth is out, unless, <laughs> this is so complicated, isn't it? Unless the whole team is out.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to tell at this point. Um, you know, Shake. He's the good kind of shake. The the bad kind of shakes is what Seth Curry probably has right now. But uh, is, Shake is a guy who I compared to to Lou Williams uh, coming into the year, and I hyped him up and and recommended him to a lot of people. So I'm glad that he's stepping up when he's supposed to, at least uh, when the opening's there. I still think he's going to have some value the rest of the year as kind of a Lou Williams six man type, even when Seth Curry comes back. I think Seth Curry's pretty hot right now, and that's probably not going to completely last. Whereas, uh, you know, Shake gives you that great scoring, uh, you know, off the bench, good threes usually and steals. So I still like Shake. I've still been hyping him up. It's nice to see him doing well.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, Tyrese Maxey is somebody that a few experts Mm. have been talking about as somebody who might eat into some of those Shake Milton minutes. And he was good today. He had 16 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, seven for 12 from the field, two for four from deep. He might be one of the value pickups in the draft.
2: Yeah. I mean, I this he kind that kind he kind of came out of nowhere. He he wasn't one of those names you were hearing a lot in the preseason. And then when the season started, he was right in there in that first game, like first or second guy off the bench. And he looks like a legit NBA player. And and that's the cool thing about this season. Like we didn't get any kind of summer league hype that we would normally have we didn't get a lot of the preseason so a lot of these rookies are really stepping up and and playing really well and i wonder if it's just the confidence of going right into nba games and not you know struggling in the summer league or struggling in preseason and losing that confidence that that's making the difference or this draft class was just way better than we gave it credit for
1: yeah I wonder if also this sort of i there's so many games coming thick and fast and injuries and we've seen here mm-hmm. with Seth Curry with coronavirus and stuff they're probably going to get more opportunity aren't they I mean we saw Okoro in Cleveland had a lot of opportunity because of injuries uh, that this might be kind of a special season It'd be interesting to see I guess whenever we get back to normality how many of these guys actually stick.
2: Yeah, if if we get back to normality, um, yeah, but like guys like Maxi, Peyton Pritchard, these guys, who, you know, second round picks who are, uh, you know, stepping up and playing well. It's 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 been a weird year, but uh, fun for fantasy, but but makes for a lot of uh, tough waiver wire choices. And people tend to be bailing on guys really quick uh, this season, I've noticed, and uh, trying to trade them or get rid of them just from the stuff I see in the discord. So I, I still think I'm preaching patience. Uh, you're going to see these weird big games from guys like Maxie, but you know, keep an eye on the injury situation with the team, the COVID situation, because uh, there's a lot of factors that play into those guys blowing up once in a while, and you probably don't want to to quit on a, a more known commodity for them.
1: Joel Embiid had 20 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, one block, four for five from the free throw line, two nice, tasty three pointers. Very efficient on just 14 shots in his 30 minutes. He's the seventh ranked player in fantasy. We won't talk about him because Scotty talked about him yesterday. He's just, <laughs> it's just how many games can he play, really? Ben Simmons had 11 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block. Uh, Unusually poor shooting performance from him. He's normally uh, better because he doesn't shoot from very far away at four for 13. Uh, he didn't have a great game in this game, but he's obviously a good stat-stuffing guy to have. Toby Harris, 17 points, eight rebounds, four assists, one steal. Uh, are you in agreement that he's a sell-high guy?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the that's been one of the main names I've seen floated out there as, as a sell-high I I don't know. I mean, I don't think Tobias Harris is doing anything that he can't maintain. Uh, So, you know, if you can get back some, you know, if you can get back, uh, you know, second or first round talent, possibly, but you're not you're not going to be in trouble hanging on to him either. I mean, this is he's shown in his career that he can maintain this.
1: Yeah, if you look at his total season on season, they're, they're they're quite really consistently in that sort of 24, 25 to 40 range on totals. Um, last yeah. season, I think he was 24th or something like that. So you really do want to be getting back a solid second round guy. Otherwise, you probably don't do it and you kick yourself for not taking him more yourself.
2: Yeah, I mean, if maybe you could get like a Jimmy Butler as a buy low or – you know, even maybe like a Simmons or something. Uh, you know, from someone who's who's desperate, but uh, yeah, Tobias—he's just not a sexy name, but he's always right there and and re- as reliable as they get.
1: Yes, and speaking of reliable, at the moment that's Jarrett Allen because he's got 28 minutes for the Brooklyn Nets and had 15 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, one block, uh, five for six from the foul line, which is unusual because he's not great from the foul line. He just only had six shots. That's a pretty amazing line from somebody only <laughs> getting six shots, isn't it?
2: That, I mean, that's the definition of a fish.
1: And,
2: and and Allen's one of those guys. If We always knew if he only got the minutes, he'd be a fantasy stud. And it seems like Steve Nash has gotten the memo uh, because he's he's getting the, the majority of the minutes over DeAndre Jordan. And if anyone's – I get a lot of questions. Should I start Allen? Yes, start Jared Allen, the guy – Puts up elite defensive and rebound numbers, which are and field goal percentage, which is really hard to come by in fantasy.
1: And uh, speaking of something that's hard to come by is uh, when you have uh, guys like Joe Harris on your team and they go off for twenty eight points. Now he's he's another one. I am having an absolute <laughs> legendary day in that roto um, league today. I've got um, I've got Joe Harris. I've got Lamarcus Aldridge. They, Marcus Aldridge is twenty eight no points, twenty eight points. Joe <laughs> Harris twenty eight points. Shake Milton twenty four points. Osman with his absolute stat stuffing line. I've even got Juan Hun and Gomez out there balling for me with 12, 12 points and six rebounds. It's uh, after a shocking few days, it, it bounced back nicely for me. <laughs> Joe Harris, he's obviously. It's funny because he was somebody he fell out of the starting five just uh, a day or two ago. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Is he somebody you maybe try to sell high on? Because when everybody's around, and with Bruce Brown starting now, does he provide that value in that sort of 70, 80 range, or is it worth trading him for someone who you know is definitely going to?
2: Uh, you know, it's interesting because it, I haven't really seen him in this six-man role, which it, it seems like they're, they're committed to since they started Bruce Brown over him today and kept him on the bench even with the guys out. You know, he... It, I, I don't know. Uh, you can't really expect these kinds of well-rounded lines like he did today. So he could be a decent sell high if you can get the right value. But, uh, you know, he's going to consistently give you decent points, rebounds, and and threes at at a good percentage. So... You know, I'd, be, I'd wait a couple games and see how he does in this new role unless you can, you know, use this stat line to steal someone from somebody.
1: Yeah, at the moment, and I'm not sure if this is factoring in today's game, he's ranked 68th in nine category and the three-pointers are obviously his strongest. That's his elite category, but the field goal percentage is also up there and he doesn't make turnovers. So yep that, um, that's tasty for him and, and for a guard, the rebounds are okay.
0: This is the story of the one.
1: K so far this season so I think I will hold on to him at le- just ride it out he's, he's solid isn't he even on a bad night he's going to have probably solid numbers for you uh another person well and I think with oh, Levert
2: in the starting lineup I was going to say I think with Levert in the starting lineup uh you know Harris and coming off the bench Harris might see a lot more ball handling responsibility so maybe those you know assist numbers come up too which would uh you know put him firmly in the top 70. Yeah,
1: speaking of Karis Levert, I had a little uh, sort of wager sort of fun thing with some guys I play in a league with. Uh, Shout out to the 30-team NBA Simulation League, all the lads over there. And I I offered over-under on Karis Levert shots today at 22. I think he had 25 by the third quarter. (laughs) (laughs) He was... uh,
2: I thought he was going to... He was chucking.
1: He had nine for 25 from the field, 36%, but he did have 22 points, seven rebounds, 10 assists, two steals. I got him in a few leagues because I've got five Kyrie Irvings, and I thought, gee, if bad things happen to Kyrie, I need to have some Karis LeVert. Is he a sell high?
2: No, I I love Karis LeVert. I've been a huge fan for years. I have him on a bunch of teams, even when Kyrie is playing. I think the Spencer Dinwiddie going down for the season is really what what made him a keeper and not a sell high because even with Kyrie back uh Caris is you know going to have plenty of opportunities to to put up good lines so uh, especially at, at where you drafted him so unless like i said all these depended upon you know what you need on your team and and what you can get for him but i'd say in most cases i wouldn't be looking to shop him right now
1: yeah and in in roto he's obviously got value because he's going to have some of these really big games, like you said, and I've, I think I've got him in a couple of Roto Leagues at good, good value. He's going to have some quiet games, but yeah, these guys are going to miss games. And just in general with what's going on, it looks like people are going to miss games because of coronavirus left, right, and center as well. Well,
2: I saw right before this game, it came out that uh, Steve Nash said he doesn't know why Kyrie Irving didn't play today. And he heard that Kyrie just didn't want to play.
1: Well, here's a bit of a weird conspiracy theory for you. Did, did Kyrie Irving know about Seth Curry's positive test?
2: That I don't know. I wonder. Think, uh, think, uh, yeah. think
1: think about it. They must have known about it before the game because he didn't play. So let's say Seth Curry tells his brother and Steph Curry and Kyrie are tight and and Steph messages Kyrie and says, oh, yeah, I think old, old mate Seth has got uh, coronavirus, bud.
2: <laughs> and yeah then, like i mean who knows it's possible yeah. well i mean news travels faster on a flat earth so you gotta take that <laughs> into consideration. you go, there you go
1: i mean obviously i mean i'm 90 I'm percent joking about that but you never know and uh, i think people are jumping to conclusions that it's related to stuff that happened in the states yesterday which we won't go into the details of uh, but uh yeah anyway there's definitely going to be more games that he misses one way or another the, yeah, hold the, the what's that sorry
2: Oh, I said hold Levert. Definitely <laughs> hold Levert. Yep.
1: So it's uh, it's now about uh, 10.05 uh, Pacific time, and there's still some games going on that we're going to talk about. Uh, most of them are almost finished. The third game on the slate is the Minnesota Timberwolves up against the Portland Trailblazers. And I think we're at the point where there is uh, six minutes to go and it looks like Portland have got it under control. They're 116 to 98 in front. For the Portland Trailblazers, speaking of um, – I was going to say good news. Yusuf Nurkic is the place to start. He's seven for nine from the field in 20 minutes, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal. I've got three or four Nurks and I have resisted selling low on him. Because <laughs> like you normally, do, the shows are called sell high and buy low. There's no show called sell low, is there?
2: No, and for good reason. Uh but I man it was, Nurkic is another one of those names that's all over the discord of people wanting to try to buy low on him I uh, you know I think I think what we saw in the bubble might be his ceiling and it might be an anomaly I think uh you know with a full team that they have playing now and the new additions that they have I think this kind of is what Nurk is but I, I wonder if there's some kind of nagging injury or something we just don't know about because his blocks are just way down and th- and that was where a lot of his value came from So, you know, I I wouldn't sell on him. You definitely got to hang on to him. You're probably going to get a lot of offers, a lot of lowball offers, but I would resist right now. But I don't know that I would trade anybody of major value to try to get him low either.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a risky one. What about if you compare him to DeAndre Ayton?
2: Yeah, that's that's a pretty fair comparison. Uh, Two guys drafted probably right around the same spot. I I think Aiton probably has more potential rest of season than Nurk, although we did see in the bubble what Nurk's capable of. I just think um, Aiton's going to get more opportunities on that team uh, and more playing time. So I I think he's more apt to turn it around. But I think both guys you got to kind of hang on to at this point and and hope they uh, get back to where their draft value
1: uh, Damien Lillard at this point of the game has 29 points, six rebounds, seven assists, and two steals. He had a bit of a slow start to the season, but he's been very efficient today and looking back to his good self, somebody who has not been good and is not good today, Robert Covington, three points, four rebounds, three assists, only three shots, one for three. Is Rocco's time as a top sort of 40 MacGyver, Swiss Army knife type
0: over?
2: Oh, man, I the Roko is a mystery to me. I I took him in a bunch of spots because he's one of those guys when he's sitting there in the draft and you see those threes and those blocks and those steals and the percentages just look so nice. He, I don't I don't know what his deal is. If he just lost a step, if there's an injury, but I'm starting to think that this just isn't a slow start because uh, the usage just really isn't there either. I mean, only took four shots tonight. And I think Nurkic, McCollum, and Lillard are just such, uh, such uh, usage hogs that it, that it's really hurting uh, Covington. So I don't know. I'm hoping he still turns it around. I'm not cutting him. I'm not selling low. But uh, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous.
1: Uh, speaking of the aforementioned CJ McCollum, he is one of the top 10 players in fantasy right now, absolutely going <laughs> off. Like that proverbial frog in a sock. He had 20 points. <laughs> He had six for 13 from the field, which is not quite... Um, remember, there's still a few minutes to go, so he could get a couple more buckets. But he had uh, three rebounds and four assists up to that point, and he had a block. He's one of the top 10 players in fantasy right now. Now, he is definitely a sell-high, isn't he?
2: Absolutely. I mean, McCollum is not going to finish the year in the top 10. He's he's a, a streak shooter uh, who's going to have some, some cold moments. So, yeah, if you can get at first or second round value from a column right now. Pull the trigger, but also pat yourself on the back for drafting him because he's definitely outperforming his uh, average draft position.
1: When we look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, it's messy again, and it's messy on a lot of nights, isn't it? Like uh, I, I mentioned, streaming Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, he has he's got twelve points, six rebounds, and a steal. If you were streaming him, would you hold him?
2: Yeah, Hernan Gomes is one of those weird, weird guys. Uh, I would hold him because, you know, something happens with, well, I don't know. Because once Cat comes back, I mean, it's it's lights out. But when uh, is Cat when,
1: when coming out back, though? That's the thing. I've heard different rumors, like yeah. one or two weeks. And then you hear I've heard other rumors about eight or nine weeks.
2: Yeah, they, they put out the dreaded uh, things are going well, you know, article, which, you know, with no specific time frame, that's the that's the scary part. Uh, so I'm glad it's going well. But can you tell me, like, when he's going to be back? Uh, but, it, you know, it kind of gets our hopes up a little bit and maybe, uh, you know, gets um, maybe create some trade rumors with them uh, in fantasy anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm hanging on to cat where I have them I'm definitely but I'm not really actively trying to buy low either because uh it is a little bit scary but but as far as horn Gomez goes uh you know if you have him you can hang on to him for a while he's going to be a good streamer uh for at least a few more weeks I think
1: so somebody who had a really amazing second half in this game was uh Anthony Edwards he was having a shocker but he's now filled up the 24 points 3 rebounds 1 assist 1 steal three three pointers not super shooting eight for 18. he's a guy who seems to fall up fall onto some waiver wise here and there what do you think about him rest of season
2: yeah he's a tricky one i think this was a little bit of a garbage time uh special uh because they, they were you know down got down by about 20 points here at the beginning of the fourth uh but you know he he looks he's a good scorer he's gonna he's not gonna be great for your percentages and he doesn't do a whole lot in the, in other areas. So, I mean, if you need scoring and, and you want to, uh, bet on, uh, potential, you know, he could be, a, he could be worth a pickup if you have someone at the end to cut, but I'm not super excited about the rest of season outlook there.
1: Hmm. Okay. That is good to know. So Brent, uh, that's about all we got time for with you today. I'm going to come back and do the last two games after they are fully completed. Uh, to Thank you for coming on early. Of course, uh, what the listeners don't know is and that we'll know now is my daughter has uh, put a shoulder out and I have found a physio appointment for her. So we have to go off to that at the time we would have normally recorded. Before we go, let's just ask you a couple of very quick questions. Who do you think is your fantasy steal of the season so far? Who is the person that you drafted That you're most happy about and to give you a bit of thinking time for me it's mccall bridges i got him in the uh 60 to 80 range in a whole bunch of drafts and i'm very very delighted about that who is somebody that you found that you're ecstatic about
2: i mean i i've been really happy with uh being one of the first people to jump on kyle anderson (laughs) at the beginning of the season uh, I you know like I said I, I was a big fan when he was in in the Spurs and I knew he was healthy this year and, and had opportunity with some injuries and he definitely hasn't disappointed so yeah I think uh, as far as uh, yeah steals would be Kyle Anderson off the waiver wire
1: and what about the player you're most disappointed with I mentioned probably for me Nurk there's so many actually there's <laughs> Nurk DeAndre Ayton another one that I have a there's I, a lot there's just it's hard to pick one isn't it
2: yeah you know i think for me robert covington has easily been the biggest disappointment for what i expected to get out of him it's he's really fallen off a cliff and and it's not really i've watched the games i'm not seeing any signs of this of him breaking out of it anytime soon
1: all righty uh thank you so much for joining us brent on a bit of a weird day for the nba and a bit of a weird day for me here too i do appreciate it. it was fantastic talking with you and uh, listeners will be very pleased to know that Brent will be joining us every uh, Thursday night, US time, uh, coming out in time for Friday morning in the US uh, and we're going to get his wisdom regularly. Thanks very much for joining
2: us, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, can't wait to do it weekly.
1: Beautiful stuff. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking us for betting tips and we always get asked, who you got? You got the Lakers? You got the Clippers? You got Rogers on my homes? And I tell you what we tell them. Your bet Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And that's why we tell people to bet with MyBookie. MyBookie's rep is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. You know us, and you know that we don't give out our stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and MyBookie is simply the best sports book out there, period. Of course, the National Championship College Football game is coming up on January 11th. Uh, There's all the NFL playoff games, and of course, The NBA every day. It's very simple to get involved. Sign up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, uh, H O O P B A L L is HoopBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. That is a thousand buckaroos. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little extra excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Bet with the best and bet with my bookie. Now, just putting a cap in the backside of that uh, Portland versus. Minnesota game uh, was a few minutes to go and uh, Damian Lillard finished up with 39 points, seven rebounds and seven assists. He was 13 of 21 from the field. I just thought I wanted to mention that. He was one of the top first round guys. He started out a bit slowly, but he is now up to 18th on the season on a per game basis and going up with a bullet. There are two games more to go on this slate. And the first one was the San Antonio Spurs up against the LA Lakers. And this is where I go, whoop, whoo. Because LaMarcus Aldridge had 28 points, five rebounds, three assists. He hit three three three-pointers. He was three from free from the foul line, 11 for 18 from the field at 61%. And probably the only thing missing was a block uh, or two and maybe a steal, but... uh, Really, really good stuff from LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, that did eat into Keldon Johnson's usage just a little bit. He had only 10 shots. Mind you, he was a putrid two for 10 from the field. He had just five points, two rebounds, two assists. He did have a steal, though. I'm sure Keldon will uh, fight back, and he is definitely a hold. Patty Mills has been absolutely on fire Um, on the last week or so. He cooled off a little bit, but he still managed to have seven assists. He had 10 points two rebounds, seven assists. He was just one of three from deep. It was like the Lakers kind of keyed in on him uh, with their perimeter defense. Apart from that, DeMar DeRozan is just chugging along with top 30 value. He had 19 points, four rebounds, eight assists, and two steals. He was five for 13 from the field, which is very efficient. Rudy Gay remains a hold. He had 15 points, six rebounds. Uh, not a lot else, but he did have three pointers, 15, six, and three from a streamer, You. Cannot compa- complain about that at all. And on the other side of this game were the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they, of course, were on the losing side of this game with the Spurs getting a bit of an upset win. Uh, LeBron James had twenty-seven points, six rebounds, 12 assists. He was 8 for 15 from the field and 4 for 7 from deep. And if I asked you to guess uh, what kind of value LeBron was returning at the moment, would you be able to guess? He's up to uh, 36 on a per-game basis, Um, free throws, and turnovers are hurting him as ever. His field goal percentage is down a little bit, and he's not getting any steals or any blocks, Uh, and everything else is just down a tick. So we'll see what happens with LeBron. He is one of the first round, end of the first round, early second round guys that people were a bit worried about, and... Uh, like with uh, Jimmy Butler, he's not doing fantastically so so far, but we'll see that pick up, I'm sure. Anthony Davis had 23 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, and one still had three big blocks. And he also shot 64.7% from the field. So I don't think you should be worried about him at all. Dennis Schroeder had a shocker. This is what we call a poo-the-bed kind of game. He had six points. Four rebounds, two assists, and one steal. He was three for 11 from the field, and he has very much called off. Another man that has called off is Montrez Harrell. He had 10 points, six rebounds, and nothing else. Mind you, he was five for seven from the field. He is probably a drop. Uh, Schroeder is probably a drop if you find other hotter things on your waiver wire. Um, The only other thing of note, really, in this game is that Kyle Kuzma had a double-double. Get 13 points and 10 rebounds, but he remains nothing but a streamer every now and then, uh, if that takes your fancy. And before we get to the final game of the evening, let's hear about some refined cologne from our friends at Manscaped. And of course, support for this podcast comes from Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And big news, they've got a new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. In fact, who knew that smelling good could feel good? this good too with the same signature scent that's in all manscaped formulas this clone is a perfect complement to the collection it's light approachable and gentlemanly in all the right ways and it comes in a beautifully designed glass bottle that makes a statement and the manly scent is of course attractive to set the mood also be sure to check out the perfect package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below the waist grooming needs including the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer and crop formulations yes I'm talking about ball deodorant and toner to keep your testes besties. And now you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. It is time to get a sexy back like Justin Timberlake used to say. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. Your balls, your body, and your partners will thank you very much. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. Now, for the last game of the evening, it was—I uh, was going to say my Dallas Mavericks because I have them in a thirty-team league. Uh, they were up against the Denver Nuggets, and it was an absolute thriller in Manila, although not actually in Manila, of course. Uh, they won in overtime by a score of one twenty-four to one one-seven for the Dallas Mavericks. It, of course, was the Luca Doncic show. He had thirty-nine points. Uh, sorry, thirty-eight points. Nine rebounds, 13 assists, four steals, one block. He hit two for seven from deep. That three point uh, percentage is still looking pretty rough. And he was 10 for 15 from the foul line, which kind of uh, blew your uh, three throw percentage away. But he was 13 of 22 from the field. And that is a monster line from Luca. Maxi Kleber had nine points and eight rebounds, three assists. He's been a bit better, better, but he's pretty much a streamer. Uh, Pretty much all of Dallas, except for Luca, are really streamers, aren't they? If you look at it, who maintains value, even Josh Richardson, 14 points, one rebound, one assist, two steals, which is tasty, but that's the first multiple steals game for him of the season. And He was putrid, five for 15 from deep. So he's around about 130 at the moment, uh, apart from Luka, uh, who really holds value. On the Mavs, it's not really very many. They're all just streamable guys. And we hold out hope that, of course, the man himself, Chris Porzingis, will be back. Uh, hearing rumors about him being available in one to two weeks, even, gee, that would be very, very tasty indeed, wouldn't it? Um, before we leave, let me just a little bit of reminder for you that, of course, there is the uh, bruise letter coming out very, very soon, the first one of the season. So you will want to sign up. The bruise letter is back. It's fresh for this season. It's our founder, Aaron Bruski. He writes an email newsletter filled with the most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content. It's a long read in your email. It is fantastic stuff. It's not in any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Go to bit.ly slash 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. The site is bit.ly slash bruise 2021 aaron bruski straight to your inbox okay that's it for today's show and scotty we'll be back tomorrow on uh for the friday the 8th of january games that is of course saturday the 9th of january in australia and it's my birthday so i'll be taking the day off uh going out in the harbor for a cruise and having a huge party um no i wish i've got two children including including an 11 month old d'angelo shout out to you son Um, keep on gunning just like your namesake and everybody out there take care Uh, enjoy Scotty tomorrow with Stephen Vidovich and uh, good luck to your family and bye for now
2: This has been a Bowl presentation.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by.